Hey guys, David here and welcome to the FitPro Daily. In this week's guest interview, we're interviewing Oscar Garcia. He is coming on to talk about profitable paid traffic funnels in order to be able to generate leads for our fitness business. Now, Oscar has run ads for many different types of businesses from football or what he calls soccer to fitness businesses and to many other different industries. So he comes on to share his knowledge on running different types of adverts, type of videos we should be creating, how we should be setting up the adverts, how we should be creating the landing pages, what type of stuff we should be putting on the landing pages and much much, much more. But before I do dive into this week's guest interview, if you haven't already joined us inside our free Facebook group, press pause, head over to Facebook, search for FitPro Legion with Dave, request to join and get access to even more guides, downloads, trainings, guest interviews, and much, much more. Anyway, let's dive into this week's guest interview. Hey guys, David here and welcome to a brand new episode. In this week's episode, we're talking with Oscar for Marketing with OMG. And Oscar's not based in the UK, he's actually based all the way in the US, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, correct, for sure. Nice. And I'm guessing it must be in the morning at some point with you now. Yeah, yeah, it's nice and early here, 9am. So I've been up for about four hours now. So it's uh, either way, it's like the middle of the day for me. <laughs> I'm guessing you're on the East Coast if it's that early? Yeah, yeah, I'm here in uh, Boston uh, at the moment. Nice, nice. So what's the weather like? Is it cold, wet, sunny? The U.S. has always seemed to be sunny for us. Yeah, no, not up here in New England. New England is a lot of rain and cold. So it's 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 kind of like, you know, we, we had a blizzard a couple weeks ago. Then it was nice and hot. Now it's raining. Now it's cold. Now it's cold and raining. So it, it's all over the place. <laughs> Sounds like Wales, just always wet and rainy. Windy. Nothing <laughs> really special happening at all. Okay, so we're going to talk about uh, profitability and marketing and all kinds of different stuff. But I'm going to kind of let you take the role because we did have a few pre, pre-call conversations about what we could go on. But right. if we do dive into it, how did you kind of get into marketing and business yourself? Yeah, so that's actually a pretty interesting story. So, you know, I went, you know, I followed the cookie cutter trail of most everyone where you go to the university, you get a degree, you get a job. And uh, I got a degree in marketing. And like anyone else who got a degree in marketing, you really didn't know how to sell. (laughs) So uh, I went into the corporate world, did that for about two and a half years and realized that it wasn't for me. And so thankfully, uh, at my time during the university, I met someone who had been a strength and conditioning coach for about 20 years. And um, just loved the idea of playing um, soccer um, in, your, in your neck of the woods. It's probably called football. And um, he had this idea of, you know what? I want to create something where I can make some recurring revenue on the side in addition to, you know, one-on-one training um, on the field. And he had this idea called the Renegade Soccer Training. And so um, I told him, I was like, listen, I have about three months worth of savings saved up. I'm ready to leave my job. And my lease on my apartment is up. So if you if you if if you're serious about it, I'll break my lease, I'll quit my job, and I'll move in into your spare bedroom, and then we'll just get to work on, on this on this idea of yours. So, <laughs> so he said, come on over, bud. So I was like, perfect, let's do it. And I left a you know nine-to-five job working 40 hours a week to essentially working an 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. gig uh, for about three months, just relearning everything that marketing is. Because as soon as you type in how to make money online, you, you get introduced into the world of like, sales funnels, lead generation, you know, click funnels, Russell Brunson, all that kind of stuff, which was very new to me because even though I had a degree in marketing, it, it I learned none of that, right? So I had to relearn everything and then not just consume the information, but actually implement. So long story short, 
we started implementing different tactics and then we grew um, that idea of his to six figures within about eight months uh, within two years. So about half a million dollars that he was producing on just, you know, recurring revenue, essentially. Um, and then from there, I kind of branched out and started working with different clients from all different kinds of backgrounds, including gym owners. Um, there's some home care stuff, some financial analysts, some real estate people as well. And so now I'm just in a position where you know, I have three different businesses that I'm currently managing and running um, that are profitable. And I kind of use those businesses to test marketing ideas. And then for me, I love teaching. So like me coming onto this podcast or like on my email list and things like that, it's just literally giving the people information that I have tested in the real world uh, because I just love to give back and then help others. Yeah, there's two things there that you really said that really stands out to me was when you qualify as a PT, and I often say this to anybody new coming in, like, oh, what should I do now? I've qualified. I was like, the first thing you want to do is not do any more PT qualifications. Right. What you need to do is learn how to market and sell. Because yeah. if you know how to market and sell, you're never going to struggle to find clients. And then you can right. do all those qualifications. Do you kind of feel the same thing when someone gets qualified in something? Marketing yeah. Them? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't understand like in, in, in your world, certifications and qualifications are, are a must, right? We need to be certified to make sure that we're, we're handling the, the clients correctly. Um, but it's more so like results based. And so the, the way I see it is that it, it's a double sided coin where you need traffic and conversion. So marketing and sales, right? So you have to figure out like how to get more people to see what you're about, to see what you can offer them. And then you have to figure out a process that's going to actually convert them into customers. Because once they understand who you are, then they're going to compare you to everyone else to try to figure out what's in it for me and why are you the best, right? And then it's going to, your, your marketing is going to determine whether or not they're going to continue that conversation with you or they're going to go to your competitor. So it's always that, that, double, that double strategy you got to have in play at all times. Yeah. And then the final thing then was really the real world experience. Like I know a lot of us have probably been to university or college and learned a speciality, yeah. whether it would be personal training or marketing or sales or something like that. But you don't yeah. really get the hands-on experience until you go out there and actually do it for real life. Like you don't learn those lessons and don't kind of really see what it's really like out of a textbook. So you need to actually go out and experience it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And even when it comes to like studying marketing, like let's say you get into the ClickFunnels world or whoever the big guru is at the time, right? Um, you can learn all these really fancy things that are working for them, but it doesn't mean it's going to automatically apply, you know, to your market or to, to the way that you want to do business. And so the best way to kind of see what actually is going to work is by just taking action, you know, just make sure you have a plan and then just stick with it and take action because otherwise you're just going to be seated in a sea of doubt where you're just constantly thinking what should be the best move or what's the next thing and yada, yada, yada. When at the end of the day, if you just take action, it's really easy to figure out what you need to be doing, which is kind of why, like, I always favor someone putting money into advertising uh, because it's like, if you just, you know, let's say you open up your gym and you just sit there, <laughs> right? And you just hope that people walk into your gym. It's a very different experience than if you're actually a little bit more aggressive and put some ads behind it. Because if you're actively paying money, you want to make sure that that money comes back with a few more friends, right? So uh, the way you approach your business is significantly different. And I think by being a little bit more aggressive and actually taking action, you get to where you want to go a whole lot faster. That, what you just said, is a big thing in the fitness industry. We all get qualified and just think, now we've got this piece of paper that says we were qualified. Yeah. We think all these people are going to flock to us and are going <laughs> to want to join our gyms, our boot camps, our whatever it is. But they say you have to tell people about the, about the service, about what it is you do. Okay, so this episode is called 
po- uh, profitable paid traffic funnels. Mm-hmm. What does that actually mean in the simplest form then? So essentially, it solves the problem of traffic and conversion. So the idea is that you want to use paid traffic, whether it's Facebook ads or TikTok ads or YouTube or whatever. You need to make sure that you're advertising um, to a specific market in your area so that way you get more eyeballs to your offer. And then the paid, the, the funnel is the process that's going to convert that traffic into paying customers. So what does that actually look like? Um, I worked with a gym one time up here in Rockaway. Uh, New York before, you know, COVID happened and everything like that. And there were a a Muay Thai gym slash CrossFit gym at the time. And so for them, what really worked was selling, you know, classes. Um, Essentially, the idea was someone would come in and it was like a one hour kind of station by station regiment. Um, They would do different things. And by the end, they'd have an amazing workout. People loved it. So what we did is we ran a local Facebook ad campaign, right? So that's the traffic part. We said, hey, Rockaway, come in and get your first you know, session for 50% off or something like that. And so that drove people to a web page. And then that web page had a ton of testimonials, had a ton of like feel good copy to make sure that um, people were... We're, we're, we're okay and making sure that they cross the threshold because a lot of people have, you know, gym phobia, like just getting into the gym is, is kind of scary for a lot of people. So the copy um, was totally focused on making sure that they felt comfortable and secure coming in. So as, as long as we can get them into the gym, we knew that we were going to sell them. So that's kind of a, a simple, like two-step, you know, profitable paid traffic funnel because we would spend about 50 bucks on ads, but then that would close, you know, a $250, you know, client at the end of the day. So, hmm. So let's talk about that landing page then, because a lot of people are going to be thinking this landing page, this mm-hmm. is where you get convinced people to join the gym and they're going to be talking about you're going to come in and you're going to do four great chest sessions and two leg sessions and we're going to really work on your macros and nutrients. Is that the type of stuff you want to put on a landing page or should we, should your landing page sales be, be talking about it in a different type of way? Uh, yes and no. So that stuff is good. Uh, but you, it, it's more important to talk about the actual transformation, right? Like no one really cares about the chest exercises that you're going to be doing. They care about like how that's going to make me look or feel, or what is that going to do for me after the fact, right? So the best way I can explain it is like, you know, you, 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 you buy the destination, you don't buy the plane ticket, right? Like normally if you want to go, let's say you want to go to Mexico and hang out on a beach, your objective is to go to Mexico and hang out on the beach, then you're going to determine which is the right, you know, airline for you to fly, right? And so, sure, cost does come into play, but you don't really care about the airline. It's mostly let me get to Mexico and enjoy the beach. So it's the exact same thing when people come to your website. A lot of people, I want to say about 90%, and it's not just within, you know, the gym space, make it about them and their gym when it's about what your gym can do for people and the transformation it provides. So it's like, how would your wife look at you? How um, Would you have more opportunities you know, in the professional world, things like that. And then obviously, once you're selling that idea, then logic comes into play. And that's when you can mention, look, the way we're going to achieve these these goals, the objectives is because we have a system in place that's going to go over X, Y, and Z, and it's going to produce this result with you without you having to go and essentially put in a whole bunch of effort. So it's kind of a combination, but it's not the main point of the sales page or the landing page. Yeah, that's that's such a great way of explaining it. I hadn't thought about it that way. It's like you walk into the estate agents and they sell you this Barbados dream. You're going to be walking on the sand. It's really hot. It's yeah. $2,000 all in. 
pay the money and you're just thinking about Bados and then they're like, okay, so your taxi comes at this time. This is the time right. you need to be at the airport. This is the time how long the plane is. This is where you right. stop one. This is where the second plane. And mm -hmm. those are the things they don't really mention to you because they've just sold you that end destination. Exactly. Great. Okay. So you were saying you put this money in to the ads, the funnel and landing page was doing its thing. Mm -hmm. And then they got a big profit out of it. Mm -hmm. On that page then, is it all about just caption details or did you have a buy button? How, what type of page is it that people should be putting out there to get these people to walk through the door? So when we were running, the most important thing for us was getting them to the gym. So it was kind of like, uh, the best way we could do it was just write about, okay, how easy it is and how safe of an environment it is to get people inside. And then also offering a ridiculous discount. So we had offered, I believe it was 50% off the first, the first class. And then we then put a timer on it. So it would like, Hey, you only have 25 minutes to, to determine whether this is a right fit for you. If it's not, it's okay. But I think one of the biggest things is, you know, it's, it's this close um, at the bottom of the sales page, right before we we invited them to kind of like come. And so what we would do is we would we would we had a button, and all they had to do was print out a little like a little picture, a little flyer. It's a, kind of like a coupon, and then show yeah. that to the gym, and then that's how they would get credit for it. So it's a very clunky system, but it worked. And so at the end of the sales page, we pretty much just gave them like the idea. It's like, hey, if you if you're still here reading this, it's probably because of you know one or two things. Either you know you 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 don't have this problem and you don't need this. Uh, maybe you're okay with the way things are. Or you realize that you actually do need some help. And if that's the case, we invite you to come on in so we can help you get to that next stage where you want to go. If that's you, click the button below and let's do this today kind of thing, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and, go ahead. No, no, carry on. <clears throat> yeah, so that, that was kind of like the, the close at the bottom. Um, and it, it just really worked in terms of like also qualifying the, the kind of people we want. Because the thing is that when you start driving traffic, you're going to get a bunch of people coming to your landing page, right? But the reality is that you don't necessarily want everyone. You want the right people that are going to be a right fit for your environment. So your copy, whether it's on your ad and on your landing page, needs to disqualify people um, as well. So, you know, they were looking for a specific type of customer avatar. So we made sure that that copy reflected that. And that's why we use more and more, I guess you would say, like, we're not going to be using like 75 hard language, like get in here, get it done kind of, you know, you know, uh, you know, tone of voice on the sales page, it, it matched what our customer avatar was like, which is kind of at this point, we were just, you know, families, uh, moms and dads who were kind of like, look, I'm just I'm here coming here after my job, I just want to get a good workout in, go back home, uh, spend some time with my kids and, you know, go to bed. So we, we matched the tone with that. And then we just gave them a simple decision at the end. It's either yes or no. So yeah, so it was great. Like, all you're doing is lead capturing or giving them a call to action. So you download the coupon, come in and claim that free session or enter your details to claim that free session. That was a great point. And something else you mentioned then is a very important point, especially when it comes to websites and all type of this stuff, like this, is use the language that your audience knows. Don't start putting big, posh, gym, fitness specific yeah. words in there that your audience will not understand because you'll just confuse them too much. Yeah. It, it, and the best way I can do it, it's like, for example, I'm, I'm half Mexican, half Guatemalan. Right. And so like I could make my website completely in Spanish. Right. And I could advertise in America. Right. Or even over there in Wales. But if people come to that website and their language is in Spanish, they're not going to understand what's going on. And so as business owners. Right. We get so involved in our world that we start picking up the lingo and start talking in that lingo. And we forget that there's people who are at the early stages of the journey 
who have no idea what you're talking about. And so you might be the exact help that they need, but you're just not speaking the correct words, right? And because you're not doing so, it turns them off and it makes them go to someone else who actually is speaking their same language. Um, And so one of the biggest tips that I can give anyone who's watching this or listening is when, you know, if you're doing lead generation, which you should be doing, and hopefully you're following David's advice, (laughs) have some kind of email automation where you're welcoming them into your world, but then include like an intro survey. Don't call it a survey because nobody likes a survey, but have some kind of form where you're asking them when it comes to X, Y, and Z, what is your biggest challenge right now? And just having that simple like one question form. Um, I personally have eight questions because I also look for like demographics, like how much are you spending? You know, what kind of you know workout are you interested? In, et cetera, et cetera. But that one question, you know, when it comes to X, Y, Z, what is the single biggest challenge that's you know that you're facing right now? As you start generating leads, people will start filling out that form, and they're going to give you the exact copy you can use on your website to then increase your conversions even more. It's a great point. And to go along with that, listen to what your clients are saying within a session. 100%. Just listen to what they say. They write the copy there. There's a good one the other day Holly was telling me about. Somebody was saying they're really annoyed because they now have to go and buy smaller clothes. Yeah. Like, well, that is just the ads copy written there. Yeah. Yeah. We're really sorry that we have to force you to buy smaller clothes. Now you've lost all this weight. Or <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Okay. So we've kind of we've gone really far forwards where we're talking about landing pages and how we're converting these people to come into the studio. So mm-hmm. let's go back a stage before the landing page. So you mentioned TikTok, you mentioned Facebook, and did you mention YouTube or Instagram or something? Yeah, YouTube, Google. It doesn't matter as long as you pick a platform that you want to drive traffic to. So if we just go for the four or just the three, Facebook, mm-hmm. TikTok, and YouTube, what is the biggest difference? do you reckon for each one of those? Because I'm guessing we can't do the same thing on all three platforms. Yeah, no. So it's kind of interesting because I'm in that position myself. Uh, I'm constantly testing these ideas, right? And so like I I just ran my my first TikTok ad like about a month ago and I've been testing the platform. So for me right now, TikTok is a little too new. Um, I know there's plenty of people out there that are are raving about it. Um, However, um, I haven't been able to beat out the, the results that I'm getting on Facebook ads. So for me, it's kind of like, all right, well, let me just divert that money back to Facebook um, because Facebook has been tried and true. However, it is on the downslope. And the reason why is just because of the iOS 14 updates. So without getting too technical, this pretty much just means that the, the amount of targeting options that are available to new advertisers and to advertisers in general is decreasing, which means that your ads are going to become more um, um, less effective, which then drives up your cost. And so there's there's still plenty of ways to find success with, with Facebook ads, specifically with video. Um, and this is kind of where I, I urge people to kind of take a look at doing both YouTube and Facebook, because what works on YouTube is going to work on Facebook if it, when we're coming to video. And YouTube right now is actually really, really hot. It's actually uh, producing really amazing results as far as lead gen goes um, and even straight to sale. So as far as approaching the videos that you want to create, it's it comes down to number one getting people's attention and if you look at um youtube has a list of like the greatest top ads that have ran on the platform if you look at probably the top 10 um most of them have humor in it so they're they're just fun little ads like um i'll give you an example dr squatch soap have you ever seen or heard of that brand okay so go on youtube look up at look at look at their ads it's like this guy he's got long hair and he's like 
you know, if you're a man, you know, stop poisoning your body with soap. And there's like a big Sasquatch behind them kind of thing. And the whole thing is about just soap. And it's a pretty funny um, video ad. But essentially, it's using a video ad that, number one, catches your attention. Number two, gets straight into like the meat of what it is that you're doing. So what I mean by that is, you know, telling people what nightmare they're in, what you specifically do, and then the transformation you're giving them if they opt in. And then finally, like the close. So if you were to create a video around that, you can use that on YouTube and you can use that on Facebook and then get pretty amazing results. Yeah, it's just on that TikTok thing, and you've probably been noticed a few of the posts that we've been telling that we've been started using TikTok. One of the big things we've noticed is the targeting of location. That's yes. the major downside. Mm-hmm. Not a pin drop and then you radius out is you just type in a name. And I was talking right. to somebody, and I think they were based in the US. Yeah. And when they put their location into TikTok, their location didn't even show on TikTok. Like the yeah, it's really were. weird. Yeah, it's really weird because like I have clients that live in Florida. And so they'll be in like one county right next to each other. One will show up, one wouldn't. And it's like it's 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 pretty interesting because I mean the counties are what 50 miles away. And I highly doubt someone 50 miles is going to come to the gym, you know, kind of thing, right? So it's, yeah, TikTok, I think it's great right now. Um, If you want to build your email list and maybe have some kind of like course or product, um, I think that's kind of a a good way of going about with TikTok ads uh, because of the lack of targeting. But when it comes to actually getting people in through the front door, um, I believe Facebook and YouTube are the way to go. Because even with YouTube, you can get very specific on the zip code that you want to advertise to. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So let's look at YouTube then, because you've kind of bigged up so much now. I'm relatively new to advertising, and you've just mentioned there probably, if not a multi-million pound commercial, a very expensive to produce commercial that a single PT fitness business owner probably doesn't have the knowledge or doesn't have the budget to create. That now kind of scares me. How am I supposed to create a masterful, world-class, blockbuster-produced commercial? Mm -hmm. Do I have to do that? Or can I get away with literally just recording myself, walking around the gym saying, (laughs) looking for people to come join me? Yeah, no, you don't have to do that. In fact, um, you know, I've been doing online advertising for seven years now. And every time I've tried to produce a high-quality video, it just doesn't work. Um, In fact, just holding up your phone, and just recording it always tends to outperform. And there's kind of like a rule of thumb where like the uglier, the better. Um, so anyone, as long as you have a phone, you're ready to rock and roll. What's more important is the strategy and the structure of the actual video, you know? Um, and it's kind of like that little framework that I went over, but that's kind of what's more important. And even more so is just understanding the exact problem because, you know, people's attention spans are what, less than three seconds now. And, you know, with TikTok becoming more and more popular, it's literally like, You just got a quick, you know, one to two seconds now to get their attention. If not, they're just going to the next one. And with YouTube, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, I watch YouTube, you know, probably more often than I should. And I'm the first one to click on skip ads, you know, and just go straight to the video that I want to watch. So grabbing their attention is essential, but there's no need for you to have a multi-million dollar budget or all that kind of stuff to produce a high producing video. In fact, I would not recommend that. Uh, to anyone because you want to be able to test fast. And so part of testing fast and testing messages and testing your offer is being able to crank out different videos and nothing's going to beat you just having a phone and getting on the camera and just knocking one out. Yeah. The the good thing I do like about YouTube, especially and Facebook are starting to do it now, especially with their videos Mm -hmm. is that you have that three to six second window 
where you have to get it all in before the skip button comes yeah. up. So especially on YouTube, I think it's three or six seconds. You, you've got to wow them in that moment in time. Right. Or when that skip button comes up, they're ready to press it. Their <laughs> finger is literally ready to on. So you've yeah. got six seconds or three seconds, whatever it is, to get that done. Right. So then I'm guessing the other thing comes in, like if you're filming yourself this way, you need another phone to hold it this way so you can do Facebook and YouTube or Facebook and TikTok at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I mean, there's plenty of tripods. I think I have, I bought a tripod on Amazon for like, I don't know, 30 bucks, like four or five years ago that just, it's, I don't know, it's like a universal thing that just mounts the phone. But yeah, it's honestly, I wouldn't make it more complicated than, than it needs to have to. Like you don't need to have all the fancy equipment. And to this day, even with the clients that I work now, I mean, it's literally, we're just holding our phones together. And it's it's mostly, again, it's about the the structure of the message that that's more important. Because again, you know, there, there's no sense in stressing over all the production stuff and, you know, all the, the equipment if you're going to lose them in the first three seconds. Like you have to figure out the first three seconds of your video to make sure they don't skip the ad. So that's where you should be diverting, you know, 90% of your attention as opposed to the stuff that they're never going to see like your tripod or whether it's horizontal or vertical kind of thing, you know? Cool. Okay. So let's stick with time then. We've got about three seconds to get our points across or to grab their attention. How long into, how long should the video be then once we've grabbed the attention? A minute, two minutes, less than that? What do you For think? For me, I like to keep things short. So there's a great book that I recommend. It's called Story Brand by Donald Miller. And in there, he has a great metaphor in terms of how you should approach your marketing. And so you got to think of calories in versus calories out. And I think this is a metaphor that your, your audience might appreciate, but it's like, if the more, the harder the effort that you put on your market to do an action. So like the, the, the harder you make it for them, the less likely they are to take an action, right? So if you have a four minute video, there's a whole lot less people that are going to watch the four minute video. So if you make things easy to consume or easy to do, you're going to get a lot more people to jump on that. So for me, I favor shorter videos, like 30 seconds to a minute long. And it's all about just how can I make it easy for my market to consume my content? Hmm. So no dancing on TikTok then? <laughs> um, yeah, so on TikTok, it's it's like, you know, I think I have 15 seconds that, that, I've, that I've done. Um, but then again, I mean, like, um, I ran an experiment with TikTok and, you know, I was able to get my, my cost per lead was probably about three times more than it was on Facebook. Um, so again, I think, I just think the platform needs a little bit more to grow. And the crazy thing about TikTok is that it literally looks like they just ripped off Facebook, <laughs> their platform, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's so simple. And yeah. when you're going through it, you're like, oh, okay, that's the same. That's the same. The only yeah, thing yeah, yeah. is just that audience location thing that's let me down right so the cost per result for us right here in cardiff is about what we're paying on facebook mm -hmm. but because we can't drop a pin and say we want them six to ten kilometers away from the studio right. it's literally covering covering a massive area of cardiff where people just wouldn't travel down to the studio yeah um, which is slightly annoying okay <laughs> so We've covered the ad, the creatives, we've covered the landing page and getting people to walk through the door. Is there anything you think that we've missed from the whole paid traffic type of setup? Yeah, and I, th I think a lot of it is just understanding that like, before you even launch a Facebook ad campaign, you can figure out what your numbers need to be to ensure profitability. And this is a, a big step that many people miss. You know, and it's as simple as just like getting out a piece of paper and just looking, okay, well, if I have 100 people click on my ad, 
and I can close 10 of them. And then that's going to bring me in, you know, I don't know, 2000 bucks, right? Okay. Then what does my cost per click and cost per lead need to be so that I break even? Um, if I want to make a two to one return, then I just cut my revenue in half and then use that as my advertising budget. And you can figure out like, okay, I'm running my ads now. And the, what Facebook is showing me is actually higher than what my KPI says. So therefore I should turn off my ad or try some new media or write some new copy. Something's going on. If you know that your cost per click is beating your KPI and you're just not getting the, the people to convert, then you know that your you know sales page needs a little bit of tweaking. So you can do all of that important work before you ever launch ads. Okay. Um, so knowing your numbers is, is vitally important on doing so. And there's plenty of online calculators that'll help you figure that out. The other thing too, is that the mindset of advertising, you have to think of it as an investment. So if you're kind of on the fence about advertising, you just have to realize that the first time you run a campaign, you're probably going to be losing some money, but you have to think about it in terms of, okay, am I getting closer to my goal or am I getting farther away? And the reason I love paid ads is because more often than not, you're getting closer to your goal because you're identifying where you should be advertising, where you shouldn't be advertising. You're identifying if your you know, message meets the market's wants and needs. You're identifying so much more rather than if you were just sit there, wait and hope. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a lot of the mentality. And then again, it's <clears throat> understanding that as a business, it's not just about front end acquisition. You also have to worry about your back end. The back end is really where you can kind of, you know, make some amazing conversions um, and actually grow and deepen the relationship with your, you know, subscribers, your leads and your customers and get them to, you know, accept the next step. So it's, it's not impossible to, for example, have some kind of system in place that allows you to sell your knowledge. Maybe you're really good at developing chests, right? Okay, great. Why not turn that into kind of like a quick $27 course that just focuses on chest, you're building leads, you're bringing in some income. And then let's say you have a weekend challenge one day in your actual gym, all about building your upper body. The people that bought the chest program more often than not are going to be primed and ready for your one day weekend, which is at a premium offer. So you turn a $27 customer into maybe, I don't know, a $500 customer for a weekend kind of you know, retreat. So there's a lot of different ways that you can think about approaching it. And it just comes down to acquiring your customers, sending them to higher offers, and then reselling them. Yeah. And that's the key thing there, knowing your numbers. So like, if you know your average client is going to stay with you for 10 months and you yep. charge a hundred pounds a month, that client is a thousand pounds. That's how much money you're going to get from this person. So you might say, you know what, I'm happy to pay 200 pound to make that one sale. Yeah, 800 pound profit over the long term in the short term massive loss but on the long term big profit so those are real like you say knowing understanding learning your numbers is such an important part to the whole process absolutely i mean you know when the, the client that i spoke about in the beginning when we took them to half a million dollars we spent about two hundred and twenty thousand dollars in ad spend but the thing is that we didn't have two hundred and twenty thousand dollars at the start we maybe had about i don't know i think we we're doing 50 bucks a day is what we were affording and then as we started, you know, advertising and then refining our copy, refining our offer, and just optimizing our entire sales process, we would just reinvest that money into it. And so it was funny yesterday. I was I was on another podcast, and it was a great example of like, uh, you know, going to an ATM and like you're putting a dollar in, and it gives you two dollars out, right? And let's say you did that over a hundred times, right? Did you actually ever invest? your dollar or did like did the machine just give you money and so it's one of those things where it, it's you have to constantly keep reinvesting into the ads and then you'll start to see the margin increase over time as long as of course you're optimizing your, your sales message 
but yeah, you know, it, it's, it's all just about starting. Yeah. You make it sound so easy. You make it. Sound- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The idea is very simple, uh, but it's actually very hard. I mean, like um, the first landing page I ever created, I probably had to do 98 different split tests in order for it to get to work at a 30% conversion. This is again, when I was just first starting out. Um, and so it's one of those things where people just need to stick with it and trust the process. Like there's plenty of shiny objects out there. And I know many people talk about, you know, shiny objects, but it's really important to kind of just understand to work the problem. And I guess the best metaphor I can give is that, you know, my grandfather was a farmer and the best way he told me about it was like, when you're plowing the field, you just put your blinders on and you keep going down and you look up every now and then to realize, okay, am I still on, on a straight path or did I veer off? And then you make the adjustment. So it's kind of like the same thing when it comes to your business. It's you pick a strategy, you follow it, you implement it, and you just put the blinders on and you work. And then every now and then you stick your head up and you're like, okay, (laughs) am I getting closer? Am I getting farther away? Am I falling off center? And you kind of just readjust, you know, but if you're constantly looking for things from the get-go in terms of, let me try all 20 of these strategies at once, you're not going to get anywhere. Nice. Oscar, I appreciate your time today. Thank you for coming on. For anybody that is watching or listening now or in the future if they wanted to reach out and learn more about some of the stuff that you're talking about how can people reach out and talk to you yeah best thing to do is just head over to oscarmgarcia.com i have a little sign up form and i always give my best stuff to my email subscribers so i invite you to join my email list otherwise uh you see my handle there at marketing with omg so find me on instagram let's connect oscar appreciate you coming on and when this is live i will let everybody know that uh, they should come and reach out and speak to you perfect Perfect. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. All right, buddy. Take it easy. And bye, everyone. Okay, so that was Oscar. And what a story it was for him initially to kind of give up his full-time job, his place where he lived, to move into a friend's spare bedroom and help them grow that football, or as he mentioned again, soccer fitness business. And what a growth it was. And then he shared his experience and his knowledge when it comes to videos, to Facebook ads, to TikTok ads, to the landing pages, to, be able to get people through the door and much much more. Like I said, if you want to reach out and chat to him, do reach out and reach out to Oscar. But I'm going to leave it there for today. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more, do comment below or reach out and I'll speak to you all very soon. Cheers.